You're listening to a sermon from Pastor Caleb Gordon of First Baptist Church of Cedarville, Kansas. We pray this message encourages and blesses you this week. If you'd like to join us to worship in person, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at 418 Monroe Street in Cedarville, Kansas. We would love to see you. Find out more about us online at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cedarvale First Baptist. If these messages bless you in any way, please consider giving to help support the ministry at First Baptist Church. Our mailing address is First Baptist Church, Cedarville, Kansas, P.O. Box 456, Cedarville, Kansas, 67024. Over and over again throughout the scriptures, God tells us, that we're to be thankful. There's verse after verse after verse after verse that tells us specifically that we are to be thankful for specific things. And in fact, it's God, listen to me, it's God's will for you in your life to be thankful. You say, Caleb, how do you know that? How do you know what God's will for my life is? Because he wrote it down. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ. It's pretty plain, right? The Bible lays it out there and says, Listen, give thanks in every circumstance, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And sometimes I think what we can do is we can lose sight of this. We can lose sight of The simplicity of what Christ has for us. We get so wrapped up in our daily lives. We get wrapped up with our families. We get wrapped up at work. We get wrapped up in, um, the like I know, the holiday season is getting ready. It's kicking off. And everybody's already got their mindset. Okay, got to go here for lunch. Got to go to grandma's. Got to, and uncle's going here, here, here. And we get all these things. And we get so overwhelmed with the things of this world, and we can tend to overcomplicate. Am I the only one that overcomplicates, or is there anybody else in the room that overcomplicates? Am I it? Okay, well, all right, I guess that's just me. But I, I tend to overcomplicate things. But Jesus keeps it really simple. When we, do, um, when we do what Christ has called us to do, um, it, it's simpler. But when we do all these other things, we can become dissatisfied with our lives. We can get, we can think about, in fact, I talked to a lady last night and we just talked about how highlight reels are just on social media. I mean, we can get, we can see people's perfect lives. We think, man, I wish I had this. I wish I could go here. I wish my marriage was this. I wish this was better. And we don't realize that a lot of those are just highlight reels. We don't see the ugly. We see the pretty. And sometimes we, perspectives can drive reality. And so we have these perspectives and things that we get muddled down and things get complicated and we can get dissatisfied with our own lives and we think, man, it's not, my life's no good. Um, I think about a couple of years ago, I, of, of a circumstance that this took place, I got to watch um, a, a lady, I was in line at Subway getting myself a sandwich and the lady in front of me had just finished her order and there was no straws in the little cup there to pick out a straw and the lady came back to the little girl behind the counter and said hey can I get a straw and the little girl said man I am so sorry she's a teenage girl she's like I'm so sorry our truck hadn't made it in yet and that we don't have straws yet they just we don't have them yet this woman loses her last mind cell on this little girl like completely yells at her cusses her out starts screaming 
To which I just think, I'm going to insert myself. This will be fun, right? And so I said, I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me, ma'am. And she just, everything left that girl and all turned towards me. And she just like, what? And just got really angry. I said, do you realize in the course of this conversation that you're having with this young lady that I've been listening to, um, there have been at least 10 kids that have died from lack of clean drinking water. And you're complaining because you don't have a straw to drink your sweet tea with? I think you should probably reevaluate and not do this. And she just, like, you could just see the, def she just deflated. And, like, she rethought things. And how quickly can we take for granted where we are? How quickly can we take for granted our circumstances and our situations and where God's placed us? You say, oh, Caleb, why does God have me where I'm at? I don't know. But according to Acts chapter 17, verse 26, this is what Paul wrote. And he, from one man, from one man, he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all of the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling places. So according to the Bible, God has determined the boundaries of where you're going to live and the allotted space that you're going to take up time. So from the beginning to the end, God has allotted a specific time frame. So think about where you are in Cedarvale, Kansas this morning. God has you here for a specific reason and a specific purpose. And he's allotted that time for you to do a specific thing in that allotted period of time. Like, I think when we start to think about this... This has massive implications in our own lives. And we start looking at our own personal lives about who, what God has placed us, where God has placed us, and why God has placed us where we are. Like, listen, that gives me abundance, an abundance of confidence that, listen, I'm not a waste of space, and neither are you. You're not a waste of space. Jesus put you here for a reason. And when you start to view your life through those lenses, I'm going to tell you, it gives us a boldness to walk in his, in, into his calling for our lives. And on top of that, it gives us a sense of purpose. Man, everyone is looking for a sense of purpose. Why am I here? The, the biggest atheists on the planet are still asking these questions. Why am I here? Everybody wants to know what, what's the purpose of life. One of the biggest questions in the universe is, what's the meaning of life? Why am I here? So in, in this season that we live in and we find ourselves, I think what we, needs to happen is we need to be, more than ever, we need to find the purpose that God has laid out in His Word for our specific lives, and then we walk in thankfulness that God has given us the ability to do and to be and to have what we have and then walk around in the world around us with that thanksgiving and I'm going to tell you it's going to change the way you interact with human beings it's going to change how you interact with people you, like listen I've said this a dozen times and I'll keep saying it Christians have every reason in the world to be thankful I got one amen on that one. All right. Getting better. Like, think about all that Jesus has done. You say, well, Caleb, you wait a minute. You don't know my family. You don't know my circumstance. You don't know any of these things. I got some really difficult people I'm around. Yeah. Amen. Yes and amen. 
And what I have told people, I, I tell people this often, when you're getting around someone, this is a free nugget for you guys, this, isn't, this is extra. When you're around someone that's difficult, and because and you've been around difficult people, maybe you are the difficult person, I don't know. I'm not, Jamie, Jamie's the difficult one in our marriage, I don't. Okay. Um, but when someone's trying to, like, listen, how many of you guys have ever had somebody that a try, a, tries to appear like they're better than you or they're just, they're a little bit higher up, they're a little bit more on top of things? When I see somebody that it tries to appear that they're just a little bit better, they're just a little bit more right, they like to, oh, let me show you why I'm right, let me tell you, they like to, how many of you guys know somebody that loves to, to be, a, I told you so? Like those, like those. Now listen, this is what I tend to do. I look at their feet. So why do I look? Why? Because man, think about what they're, they're standing on their tiptoes. They're trying to look bigger than me. They're trying to look bigger than you. They're standing on their tiptoes. And after a while, how many guys have stood on your tiptoes for a little bit? Just after service today, you don't have to do it right now. But after service, just stand on your tiptoes for a minute. The back, it's exhausting. Like those people that are trying to look just a little bit taller than you, it look, it's exhausting in their life. What would happen if we just allowed grace to rule the day and just pray for those people like Jesus told us to pray for our enemies? Pray for those who do good and bad. Those who are our enemies that try to do bad towards us. What if we prayed for them? Think about this. Like you and I have so much to be thankful for. And as believers, Jesus Christ has come and he set up the sacrificial system and he took your place. We talked about that last week, about the, the, the ramifications of what Christ did on the cross and all the things that led up to the cross. He took your place on the cross. Sin, death, and hell have no say in a believer's life. Amen? Like no, no part of that. And because of that, because of what Jesus has done on our behalf, you and I should look like Clark Griswold's house at Christmas. The whole town should know. You remember? They, he flipped that switch. Hallelujah. And the whole town went. They all knew something happened. The whole town should know that you've been bought with the price of Jesus Christ's precious blood. Amen? That's what we should be doing. Paul... We're going to read here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul was ready to face death because he knew who held his future. Now I know in the bulletin it says starting in verse 13, but I'm going to start, I'm going to get a running start in verse 11. So I want us to see verse 11 first. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. So that the life of Jesus may also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life is in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. So that was written in the, in the text. Well, I believed and so I spoke. So we also believe and we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into, the, into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase 
thanksgiving to the glory of God. Now we're going to stop there for just a minute. So I want us to look at this text. I want us to see this. Paul was ready to face death because he knew who held his future. Who holds your future? Well, it's my stocks and my 401k, Caleb. That's what holds my future. Uh, Ben, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Because if Christ doesn't hold your future, and yet it's not secure. It's not secure. But I'm going to tell you, Paul knew who held his future. So he says, for we live as though we're giving over to death. Because for Jesus' sake, so that we live, our life is hid with Jesus. It's, it's, hid, it's hid with Jesus. So we need to look at this. When we live in the light of knowing and understanding that Christ, number one, A, holds our lives and holds our future, and then B, that Jesus is coming back to raise us up with him, our attitude should change, amen? Like we should have a different outlook and different perspective on the, the world around us. Our perspectives should change. When the grace of Jesus Christ is spoken about, all throughout the text, thanksgiving is a natural state. Remember when we were looking in Acts? We're gonna, we're, and by the way, we will be going back to Acts. I know we're taking a little mini break, but we are going back to Acts. If you remember the last thing we talked about in Acts, the, the eunuch, when he got saved, he left Thankful and rejoicing. When the grace of Christ is extended, thanksgiving is a natural direction. Look at the text. What's it say? Knowing, well, let's, let's look at verse uh, 15. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving. Why? Because when men and women become saved from their dead, cold state of being in sin, and they move out of that into the resurrected, pure and perfect life of Jesus, man, the, woo! Come on, I got the, I got my future is bright. I got to wear sunglasses because it's so bright. You were thinking that song, which I wear my sun. Okay, this is what she was. I guarantee you that's what she was thinking. Why is it so important that we live in this state? Why is it so important? So that people see that we're different. We are to look and be different in the world in which we live. We are not to look like the world. We are to look completely different from the world. Why? The Bible says when grace extends... To more and more people, it increases thanksgiving because when more and more people become saved and they understand the ramifications of what Jesus has done, man, they get saved, they get excited, and then as a result of that, God is glorified by us. Now listen, God's not glorified by a grumpy, curmudgeon Christian. Hey, welcome to church. Man, I'm glad you're here too. Man, we, we should be excited. I, and listen, I know, Caleb, it's crazy right now in my life. I got uncertainties. You don't know this. You don't know that. You don't know. And you know what? You're 100% right. I don't know the uncertainties of your life. But I do know for certain who does know your life and who holds your life in his hands. And I know it's difficult to express thanksgiving in the world in which we live. I know. I look at the news just like everybody else does. Anybody else get distraught? I do. 
There are things that press in on us from all sides and we can tend to get bogged down by the processes and the struggles and the anxieties and the depressions of our worlds that are laid in our laps. But the Lord continues in this text. Just when you don't count God out. Don't count God out because he is always on the move. Amen? Like he is always in the move. Let's keep going in verse um, 16. So, do not lose heart. Though the outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary or transient. But the things that are unseen are eternal. They are eternal. Do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. Even though I know your outer self is wearing, anybody got a new pain this morning that you didn't have yesterday? Just saying. If you, oh, not me, praise the Lord, you will. You will. Live long enough and you will. Don't lose heart even though the outer is wasting away. The inner self is being renewed. How are we being renewed? How are we getting renewed day by day? By allowing God's word to penetrate and permeate our hearts and our minds and our lives until we're transformed into the image of his son. God's word is what molds us and shapes us and sharpens us into what we're called to be. And I said this last week, man, if, if, if we understood the reason Satan keeps us so distracted with all the crazy is because if he, if, if we understood how powerful we were as believers in Christ Jesus, man, he knows that we could make trouble for him. He knows, that, man, if, if those people down at First Baptist Church, they understood the powers that they, man, if they understood, man, they'd, like they could, they kick in the doors of darkness and penetrate with the light of the gospel. Man, I gotta, I gotta get them distracted. Hold on just a second. Uh, where's a news feed I can send to them? There it is right there. The economy's gonna fall apart. Oh no! I don't know if you know this, but God's pavement is what we value the most. God paves his streets with gold. And man, we just we wanna hold that money, we wanna hold my gold. It's just pavement to Jesus. It's asphalt. <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't look at all the things that are going on around us. Let's make trouble for the enemy. And how do you make trouble for the enemy? By extending grace to people, by showing them the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, by preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to people who need it. And who needs the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Me. You. All of us need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need the gospel, amen? We need it. Don't let this present world drag you down. Don't let that happen. Verse 8 of this text says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Ooh, come on now, we're struck down, but we're not destroyed. 
Anybody been struck down before? Anybody been? Listen, my eternity is secure in Christ. I don't get destroyed in the end. I get glorified with Jesus. That's what the text just says. I get to come back in a glorified state with Jesus. So do you if you believe and you've repented and you follow Christ. So do you. So don't let this present world drag you down. Because you and I have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to look forward to. And I know the world's dark, but I'm going to promise you something. The S-O-N is about to rise. The sun is about to appear, and he's on his way. And when the Holy Spirit is indwelling you and I, and he empowers us, our natural reaction is going to be thanksgiving. Regardless. Back to 1 Thessalonians. Give thanks in just a couple of circumstances. Is that what that said? Oh, no, hold on. Let me read that again. Hang on. Was that, I don't know if I had the message version or what I had. Hold on. Just two seconds. Give thanks in oh, all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. Anybody ever want, I want to know what God's will for my life is today? Be thankful in the circumstance that you're in. Even if it's a crummy one. Because not, not only that, Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for good for those who love him, love Jesus, and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28. So the word all things give, what? Give thanks in all circumstances and all things work together for good. I know that Satan is going overtime trying to make your circumstances crummy but God is going to take what Satan meant for bad and he is going to shift that and he's going to take what is meant, meant for bad and he's going to glorify it and it's going to make it better and good for you it's going to glorify his name and it's going to be good for you I firmly believe that this season right now should be every Christian's favorite time of year the idea of thanksgiving because that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to walk in. And it's scrap the turkeys, scrap the stuffing. I'm talking about the Word of God living in a state of thanksgiving. It shouldn't just be one month out of the year. We should be walking 365 days out of the year thankful for where we are. Even if the circumstances is crummy, what's the text say? Read it. For in this light momentary affliction... It's preparing you for an eternal weight. An eternal weight of glory that is beyond all comparison. So this stuff you're walking through today, the junk you're in today, the, the trial you're wa walking through, it's preparing you for an eternal weight of glory that is not even, like, you're not even going to be worth comparing. You're just going to be like, we're not going to be in heaven one day and be like, Chesney, you remember that time? We're going to be like, no. You know what we're going to be doing? Have you seen my dad? Have you seen our heavenly father? Did you see that house? Did you see the mansions? Look at this straight. The sea, look at that glass. Glassy sea. Look at that. We're not going to be like, you know, remember back on earth in 2020? Remember in 2021? Remember all that stuff we went through? That's not even going to be worth comparing to what we see and what we're standing in front of. And listen, that's coming for us to follow and love Jesus. Amen? I know that I was okay. Why are you getting excited? Because that's, that's our future. That's our future. And everybody's worried about the future. But guess what? 
We know what the future holds for those that love and follow Jesus. Amen? So scrap the turkey, scrap the stuffing. Man, we get Jesus and He is more than enough. We have so much to look forward to. Like, I want you to think about this. The, the hope that we have to look forward to is so incredibly bright. The day when sin is utterly destroyed. The day when Jesus wipes away every tear. How many of y'all cried some big tears lately? There's coming a day Christ is going to wipe that away. And you won't even have memory of it going to wipe the pain, the suffering, the hurt, the tears are all going to be wiped away. Say, Caleb, how do you know that? Well, look, let me just, I know you're just like, Caleb, you don't have any seminary under your degree. How do you know that? Well, let me just read the Bible. Hang on. Hang on. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. Listen to this. He, Jesus, will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be any mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. I know we're Baptists, but that should get us a little Pentecostal. That should get us a little excited. Like, come on. The, the Christ comes in and he wipes the pain, he wipes the tears, wipes it all out. All of it's gone. You say, Caleb, I've lost so much. You don't know. I've, I've lost so much, Caleb. What about that? Can you speak to that? Actually, I can't, but Jesus can. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, listen to this. 19.29 says this. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or land for my sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. You say, Caleb, I've lost a lot. But that's all right. Jesus is going to give it back to you a hundredfold. And on top of that, you get eternal life to enjoy what he gives you. Come on. When we get to see all the new heavens and the new earth and all that stuff, all this temporary, transient junk that you and I are walking through is going to look like child's play. Just a blip on the radar. And listen, I'm not trying to make light of your circumstances, but I'm telling you, the God we love and serve is bigger than our circumstances. He's bigger than your spot where you are right now. He's more glorified, more powerful, more sovereign than you can even begin to understand it. So that should cause in us, as believers, the spirit of thanksgiving. Why? Because what we're looking for is unseen. If we're just looking at the scene, it's temporary and transient, according to the text. But the things that we're looking for, they're unseen, and they are eternal. They're eternal in nature. So our hope lies in the person and the work of Jesus Christ on his cross. And when he shed his blood and he screamed out the words to tell us die, it is finished. That means it's finished. And when we sang this morning, my sin, not in part, but the whole lot of it is nailed to his cross forevermore. And so, woo, it is well with my soul. Jesus has saved me.
And the truth can be for you too. If Jesus saves you, if Jesus has redeemed your heart, you've repented of your sins, and you've moved from death to life, according to Proverbs 18, what? Your eternal unseen home at this moment is eternal in nature. There's coming a day when you and I are going to stand in front of Jesus. And if we have not walked and lived in grace, His grace and thanksgiving, there's problems. But man, for those of us that are in Christ and have walked in His th- in thanksgiving and grace in all of our circumstances, so Caleb, I can't, I'm not doing that well. This is where you're going to have to stop trying and you're going to have to start trusting and obeying. Back to the old hymns. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. They didn't say try harder and white knuckle it. He said trust Jesus and obey Him. You want to you live fulfilled? You want to be thankful in all circumstances? Trust Jesus and obey Him. Alright Jesus, I trust you. I know it's gonna. It's. I'm. I can't take the next step. That's okay. He'll do it for you. Take the next step. Be obedient, one step at a time. I'm not telling you to climb a mountain. I'm telling you just take one more step. Just one more step of obedience towards what Christ has called us to do. And man, what's going to happen? We are moving towards the things that are eternal and unseen and we're leaving behind the things that are temporary and visible. And when that happens, come on, brothers and sisters. Everything looks different. Everything looks different. You've been listening to a sermon from Pastor Caleb Gordon of First Baptist Church of Cedarville, Kansas. We pray this message encourages and blesses you this week. If you'd like to join us to worship in person, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at 418 Monroe Street in Cedarville, Kansas. We would love to see you. Find out more about us online at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Baptist. If these messages bless you in any way, please consider giving to help support the ministry of First Baptist Church. Our mailing address is First Baptist Church, Cedarville, Kansas, P.O. Box 456, Cedarville, Kansas 67024. God bless you.